Hello, hello. Brand new hey. episode of Towelite Talk. Towelite's a back. This is Chris. Yeah. And we got a lot to talk about today, but the main thing that we really, really want to get into is Star Wars. But we're going to wait. We're going to give what? you a bunch of news. Star Wars? Yeah, I know. Oh, we're going to talk about Star Wars on our podcast. <laughs> oh, that's unheard of. I know. I hope you guys like this all Star Wars podcast. Uh, <laughs> From now on. Well, it's getting to that point. I feel like November on it is pretty much just Star Wars podcast. But um, sometimes it's January on. You never know. Yeah. Yep. But before that, let's get into some news news. Uh, first things first, another Garth Enos comic, The Boys, is produced again by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are currently doing Preacher, and it's headed to Amazon. What do you think? Hey, looks like they're doing Preacher right. After everybody said, you know, this isn't really the preacher show we wanted. And then all of a sudden it was. So now everybody's praising them. So bring it on. Are we, uh, themselves? Yeah, I, um, I've actually only read a few issues of the boys here and there. I need to go back. I probably will before the show starts. Um, but what I've read, it's typical Garth Enos, super violent, super horrible, in a good way, um, funny as usual. But so I will read it, and I'm sure they'll do a good job with it. Those two. So, yeah, and Amazon. Uh, you know, it's weird. I've never watched any shows on Amazon. Never. Yeah, Amazon. Uh, Amazon has a couple good shows. So when I say a couple, I mean two or three. You watch the King of High Castle, or right, the Man yeah. in High Castle. Man in High Castle. Um, and I've heard good things about. Is it that about all those the sisterhood or whatever it is? Is that whatever it is? Amazon needs more content, and uh, I don't I don't see why they can't eventually compete with Netflix if they did this right. I mean, they're a mega conglomerate of everything else. They have you can easily get the licenses. Um, so yeah, I like to see more things go on Amazon, especially since I pay for Prime. Yep. And they got Tick, the Ticks on there, so they're not ah, afraid to yes. go over these comic properties. So, not that, yeah. you know, not everybody's buying those up these days for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, the NES Classic um, is going to be restocked, so uh-huh. you'll be able to get it sure. this holiday season. Yeah, um, after so then, you stay up at like three a.m. and have your clicker finger ready. Yeah. Sure. Show me uh, if I see it on the shelves, I'll believe you, Nintendo. Until then, you could suck it. So that that's coming out, supposedly, as well as the Super Nintendo Classic um is supposed to have greater quantities than the Nintendo Classic did. These uh, things are only eighty-five bucks a piece. Um, really good uh easy Christmas gifts. To me, it just seems like a, a money-making machine, and I don't know why you wouldn't do it you know it seems like an easy cash grab people are paying up to three hundred dollars for them on the black market on the dark web so hey man let's i guess we'll see what happens i hope that they actually do flood the market um and screw over all these scalpers personally well that's 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 always what you can hope for in this business uh 
you know, the scalping business has really hit a new low, I think, lately. And it's unfortunate, <laughs> uh, especially since, you know, capitalism is our number one, uh, <laughs> our, our number one trait in this country. So, mm. uh, again, I think it's kind of fucked up. And I would love to, you know, have kids be able to play these, these, these games, you know. Yeah. And experience what we did when we were the we folk. Right. Or if you don't care about the packaging, just get yourself a Raspberry Pi. Make that just right. as an, as an yeah, option and get every game well, that you yeah. ever wanted. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you know. um, right. Just an idea. So Bond, 25, uh, the plot is James Bond is married, his wife gets captured, he has to pull um, Liam Neeson and go after the captors. I thought she gets killed. Does she get killed? Yeah, maybe one or the other. Either way, Bond style. Or not getting taken taken. because she's she's not getting taken. It's called if she's getting murdered. It's called untaken. (laughs) It's called that's fine. It doesn't, you know, like I'm still surprised that Daniel Craig is coming back after all the shit talking he did. And I think like this is an easy plot to do. Um, It seems to be a pretty common trend. Lately, you know, we got that Death Wish remake coming out with Eli Roth and and Bruce uh, Willis, which is, you know, his family gets killed. He's got to kill him. John Wick, his dog gets killed. He's got to kill him. Like, I get it. It's fine. I love revenge movies. So, and, you know, I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I'm going to see it. I just, I, I guess I was expecting something different, but. Who cares, I guess. Just shut up, Casey. I'm going to go see it. Take my money, Sony. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Speaking of Sony, Sony. eight. They are doing a Robotech live action movie um, written by Wonder Woman writer Jason Fuchs, um, alongside uh, director Andre Muschietti, or however you say his name, um, the director of It. you know, I never watched RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop. I love RoboCop. I never watched RoboTech. Watch RoboCop. Man, what's wrong with you? So this news doesn't do anything for me in particular, but um, there's a shit ton of sweaty nerds. It probably does. Yeah, it's a good, good creative team for it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, you know what's going to happen. Might, a lot of whitewashing and uh, nerd rage and, you know, what usually happens when, when Hollywood makes an anime that everybody loves for, you know, 30-some years. Yeah, so get ready for those forums. Yeah, those angry Facebook posts. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I can't remember who the publisher is. I want to say it's Titan Comics. Um, is doing a new Robotech comic. So, and I've heard good things about it. Um, so it, I guess it's a good time for Robotech to come back. But yeah, you know, eighties, eighties anime. There you go. Uh, in bigger news, hmm. David Harbour, a.k.a. Hopper from Stranger Things, uh, released the first two pictures of him um, in full Hellboy regalia, the full costume. Hell yeah, boy. 
What'd you think? It's a, it's a different look. I mean, as different as you can get from looking like Hellboy, say, but is it? Uh, <laughs> screams to me on the a lot more of a creepier, uh, darker level. So I mean, when it comes across like with more of the comic uh, and you know antics and you know levity from from the writing, then it might you know change a little bit. But he looks pretty badass and creepy in that in that costume. Yeah, I think, I mean, Mike Magnolia is the one who owns the rights to Hellboy still. Guillermo del Toro and him were BFFs. Guillermo says, let me make a couple movies, yes. and Mike Magnolia says, sure, go ahead. And I I personally love those two movies. Yes. Um, I was actually having a, not a fight, but some other of the, of the geeks I know were saying that they didn't like Hellboy 2 as much because it was more of a Hellboy story and not so much the other characters, which I, I guess I ne- actually personally had never thought about it like that. You know, it's kind of like X2 is really a Wolverine movie. Um, but I also love X2 and I also love Hellboy 2. I didn't care. Like, <laughs> I think that movie has some of the best fighting, best visuals. The troll market, I think, was nominated for an Oscar. I mean, like the stuff in there, the costumes, like it's, it's fucking insane. I love Hellboy 2. So... You know, David Harbour looks like him. You can't, you know, you don't really want to change the look of an iconic comic book character. So, yeah, he's going to look a lot like Ron Perlman, except for way more ripped. And, like, I don't think David Harbour is. I think they just made a, you know, ripped outfit around him. <laughs> but, yeah, what are you going to do? What do you do? You can't, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. No, nah, but it's going to be rated R. It'll make it look like, more creepy. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. Go for it. Looks great. Yeah. Show excited. us more. Um, and then uh, John Carpenter released a music video for Christine. Um, yeah. He just re-released, uh, well, remastered his themes, and now he's going on tour with all of his musical themes. Um, so look for that at a at a concert venue near you. But yeah, the is album is a- on. Uh- uh, just I'm sorry, the uh, the album's on Spotify right now. Yeah. So if anybody wants to go and listen to your favorite '80s, you know, synth remade, it's it's great. It sounds awesome. Um, what were we gonna say? Sorry. I just like that John Carpenter is keeping it keeping it going. You know what I mean? Like, did you watch that? Did you watch the creepy video? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I what was it like? Was it? Like what he showed us at a concert last year. Uh, it's like the car driving around. Yeah, and at the end, it's like this this young woman, and he's like pulls up in the car, and it, and it, he opens the door, and he's like, "Good evening, John Carpenter." So, yeah, it's him uh, driving the car. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. Fuck it, man. That guy, yeah. it up. Stay, stay young, because I'm so afraid yeah. of what's happening with these older horror directors and. I, I just keep it, keep going. <laughs> like Stan Lee, he never stops. Yeah. So just, I think it's keeping him alive. Um, Celsius. That's right. Moving on to a Valiant News, um, our favorite publisher, <laughs> comic publisher. Um, Quantum and Woody are back 
I want to say it's next year, right? I think it's not December. Is it December? Okay. Yeah, so uh, Valiant Icons, their initiative right now, puts out a new comic every month. Uh Uh, This month it's Bloodshot Salvation. Uh, What is the next? October, November, and then December is is that. um, what What else is coming out? Another big one. Oh, Ninja Ninja K is coming out in November, mm-hmm. and I forget what the next. I don't know what next month is. Uh, but yeah, those are at least the, the three big ones that are still coming out this year. Okay, and that'll wrap up that'll wrap up the year for their big uh, initiative. So they're basically relaunching a lot of their main stable characters as number one issues, new jumping on points, which they're, you know. Great at. Uh, I think that's the best thing about Valiant. They just they they make it like right now they're releasing these number zero issues to kind of bridge the two the previous series with the new series and things like that. So um, it's great. Uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Valiant this this especially this fall. Yeah, they um, you know, and they're doing '90s covers for these Quantum and Woody. That you know what's crazy about that is they're doing twelve issues like that um yeah every issue will be a different cover mm-hmm. so i yeah. think that's i don't know if they're doing these so valiant's been doing these pre-order bundles so if you pre-order the first four or with like bloodshot it was all the first 12 issues you get all those special edition issues with the extra content uh, uh very special variant cover stuff like that so i've done a few of those and that's been cool so i i don't know if they're doing that this for Quantum Woody. Or they're just going with these gimmick covers, so it'll it'll, it'll be kind of cool. Which is funny because on the opposite side, we're all here bitching about Marvel and their lenticular covers, and they're and they're abusing the right to put out variants. Well, everybody kind of embraces this kind of shit, so it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because people should buy Valiant. That's yes. They should. Are you where are you in Valiant right now? Are you been reading any or behind? I am completely caught up with Ninjak. Um, with okay. the exception of the one that came out yesterday, uh, Ninja Zero, because I know that's a special, like, that's it. Like, that's Matt Kent's uh, swan song on the character that he's been doing for three years. And I just, like, like it didn't take me that long to catch up. I think I had to read, like, seven issues. And I and I like to do that for Valiant. I like to, to group them together. Um because they do usually have three or four issue arcs. So it was really, it's again, they're good jumping on points and like you get to learn a little bit more about the character every time. Um, but I like was just, as I'm reading it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's so good. It's just, and this character can go in so many different directions. I feel like, three years plus, I guess, 20, like they just scratched the surface as to what they can do with this character and where they can go. And it's the same thing with our, is with bloodshot, with all of them. Like they just, they add so much layers and that, and, and big thing with, um, with Ninjak is you got to read Ninjak like the, like the very beginning of that series. And then if you read the very end, it's all tied together Okay. Like, you know how he was hunting down, like, those seven different, like, ninjas that he all trained with? Well, the end of it That's is, like, right tied up. Yeah, so it's with them again. And, I, and I'm and i thinking, like, 
there's there's some really good parallels to um, Iron Fist as well, in a way, just because you're in that ninja world and stuff. But it's just it's the thing about Valiant, and we've said it a million times, is consistency. You know, never once has these characters dipped in quality, even if they've changed writers. Um, you know what I mean? Like there was a huge change between um, who was doing EXO, uh, and Diddy. Was yeah, so Venditti, and now who's doing EXO now? Matt Kinn. Is it Matt Kinn? Mm-hmm. It might. So okay, obviously got two huge writers, <laughs> but you know, and like Lemire was on Bloodshot, and then it switched over. But like these people, no, he's, Lemire's still doing Bloodshot when it comes back still out. Still doing Bloodshot? Oh yeah. I thought he wasn't doing he, Bloodshot. Oh, he is. That's that's okay. one of that's one of the only ones that didn't switch this time. Um, because they kind but of right, so they've but they're all not leading. they're not leaving. No, they're not leaving Valiant, and they've all written each other's characters in their mm-hmm. own comics. So they, I feel, I feel like more than anybody, they get it. Like they get like there's a, there's probably a, a writers room, and they all get together and they go, "This is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. and like all their characters bounce around. It's so cohesive. It's so consistent. In these big, you know, I don't know what you'd want to call them, like AAA writers are staying with Valiant because they get this ultimate freedom to do what they want with these characters that they clearly all love. And it feels feels really good to read Valiant. Yeah, it's funny you said that because uh, the writer room comment, when you, I've been reading uh, Harbinger, Renegade, uh, what else? I read Generation Zero leading up to that, and then yeah, really now also like Faith in the Future Force, and how they just how everything is is kind of set at the same time here, and how everything's on the way on it on the road to Harbinger War Two, and uh, right now it's the storytelling that's happening while they're setting up their main characters again through the you know through this initiative, they're just plowing the way through as well, headed towards their big event for next year. Yeah. Um, and then on the other aspect of that, way out in the field on this planet is one of the best comic books I'm reading right now, which is Exo Man of War. That that is that book is delivering issue after issue. I can't wait for the next one to come out every time. Yeah. I did. So um, if you and I caught up on that, catch up because that story is is hitting like gone from like fifty to a thousand miles per hour in the last few issues. Good, and Bad you know it was doing it issues one through 50 before like they were all super fun and violent and just i mean he's like he's almost like highlander a little bit or uh braveheart i guess you know <laughs> get like those kind of all that shit all that stuff. <laughs> put together and it threw it all into a blender and made like this awesome character who's like iron man braveheart and everything yeah. else together so yep so this has been the Valiant Hour. We'll uh, see you guys later. <laughs> been great. Go read Valiant. Go read Valiant. All right, moving on to Marvel. Um, I, this is not even news. This is. I'll tell you this story. But I don't know I, if you, you know what's the whole, funny. I don't, did I you did, read the whole story? I did it, but this is the kind of shit that's been happening. It's like Leo yeah, is the Joker. Leo, Leo is Stan Lee. Um, it's like it's like the wizard casting call every every five minutes. Whiz pop. Remember, it's Wispop now. Yeah, yeah. Defat's mortal back. enemy. Come back. 
Um, so this is what happens. These clickbait fucks go out there and they write a thing that says, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio as Stan Lee. This is what happened. Stan Lee goes, me and Leo are neighbors. I go over to his house and I go, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you played me? And Leo's like, yeah, that would be cool. That's literally fucking it. That's literally it. Stanley goes out doing his Stanley fucking shtick, which is fine. But he says this. And then people pick up on it and they're like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Stanley. I get a text from, you guys don't know this guy, but Waz. And he texts me and he's like, oh, what do you think about this news? I don't want to hear this bullshit. This isn't a story. <laughs> oh. So anyway, that's it. I don't want to. You can say whatever you want. I'm done talking. I don't want to say anything. I just want. That's the kind of shit I want to talk about. But it's it's the truth. Um, and we've said this over and over again. Uh, it's the difference of like when we go to these clickbait like pages mm-hmm. that are like uh, ridden with ads, and it's not even fun to surf geek sites anymore uh, because of bullshit news and the fact that you can't even get past the ads. Uh, you know, that's why you should just go to DFAT every day. I agree. So I plug agree. right there. All right, moving on. Uh, why don't you do this one? Because you wrote this whole huge thing. I, I copied and pasted this, oh, so okay. I can't take credit. Right. Uh, there's a, a new Punisher teaser the other day because as we uh, as we approach New York Comic Con, which I'm going to jump back a little bit. I'm sure that's why the Ninjak trailer was, you know, held off until New York Comic Con with a going to show that and the first episode to those lucky enough to watch it. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get the big Punisher news at New York Comic Con as well. So they're going to kind of pave the way with these teasers as we approach Comic Con. This one was basically just these images uh, showing that there is a conspiracy that has to do with the show uh, within the show. And then they dropped this new synopsis for the show, which says in Marvel's The Punisher, after exacting revenge on those responsible for the death of his wife and children. Frank Castle uncovers a conspiracy that runs far deeper than New York's criminal underworld. Now known throughout the city as the Punisher, he must discover the truth about injustices that affect more than his family alone. Which I think is the question, why aren't they hand actual ninjas? But, um, you know, something stupid like that. But, no. It would be nice to kind of get away from what uh, the rest of the Netflix shows are doing. And I like that they are kind of setting uh, the Punisher apart from that. Uh, but we know it's coming out in 2017, but they want to blur out the date. We'll get that date within a month, I'm sure. And it's probably going to be November, late November, December. Hmm. Hey, okay. you want some Punisher for Christmas, kids? Yes, you do. Okay. I mean, to me, I'm actually really annoyed at this fucking news. Um, because it's like, by now we would have had the announcement that it's coming out in November, which it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's shot. It's been shot. They've been doing them in November. Just give me the announcement. Like, what's? I I don't quite understand. Like, what's the teases? Like, we know he's Punisher. We've seen him as Punisher. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a fucking mind blow that now all of a sudden the Punisher is there. Like, we already know this. Just release the date. It's the hype train, my friend. I mean, everybody wants this show. Everybody's been begging for it, and. They they know they can just like you know play with everybody's balls you know so it's gonna happen eventually and we'll enjoy the show hopefully more than Defenders and um, um God yeah more than Defenders ugh. yeah you guys got um, you guys got some uh, work to do here 
Exactly. All right. Let me go into uh, New Mutants Wrapped. They revealed the bloody logo by the director Josh Boone. Yeah, it was on the it was on that cut thing they use. So I don't know how official it is, but if they'll use it, there was it's kind of a neat image. Yeah, on the clapboard, you mean? Yeah, on the clapboard. I'm looking forward to that movie. I'm yeah. kind of, you know, reinvigorated by Fox's Marvel world and their use of violence and and better movie making tactics. So, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I we'll see how that goes. Yep. <laughs> Fox yep. is so hit or miss. Um, I did just get some like some breaking news, quote unquote. Um, I just wanted to just say real quick. On this show? Uh, George Miller started filming the new Mad Max. <gasps> Yep, in Georgia, and oh, the Venom. Yep, the Venom movie has started. Will not start production until late October, but it is yeah. going into production. Oh, it is because the other like yesterday was delayed. Well, maybe uh, maybe it's delayed because Tom Hardy shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, Mad Max or Venom. I'm not. You know what? <laughs> one of these things is going to be good, and one of them is very questionable. But Tom Hardy doesn't usually attach himself to complete shit projects either, so we'll see. Right. Um, exactly. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, just like that Gambit movie. Yeah. Going, uh, yeah, but Channing Tatum will attach himself to shit projects, so. He'll staple himself to them. Speaking about shit projects, um, the gifted Garrett Dillahunt cast as Roderick Campbell, a.k.a. Ahab, in this yeah. show. So, let me, let's, let's, let's back it up about this show. You can, you can say what you want. I just don't care about this show at all. No, I just, I just want to bring up an important fact about what they've stated, that this show does not exist within the movie continuity. Does that make hmm. any sense to you? Makes no sense to me. Is Ahab in the continuity? No. Oh, he hasn't been in the movie. He has been. He has been in the movies. Right. Um, so, bad guys in this show apparently are like the people who are building the Sentinel project. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Ahab in the comics, you know, from when Apocalypse, it's Four Horsemen. You know, the bad guy with like the spear hand. You know, I mean. He's a cool villain in the comics, so I mean, I'm sure they're gonna like really, really shit him up in this show. Uh, I mean, I won't say too much till I watch it, but yeah. the, when they said, "Hey, you know, this isn't really the X Men universe for the movies," I was like, "Huh? I don't care." Why is Brian, how's Brian Singer even attached to this then? I mean, what's he doing? I mean, Legion's not, isn't has any effect on the movies either. But they they've said that at least exists in that universe. I know, but I just. I just don't care because Fox doesn't care about continuity. It doesn't care about timelines. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Right. And then on the, and then left field, you got Stan Lee talking about how, yes, X-Men is, they're actually in talks of bringing that to the Marvel universe. So I'm just like, what's, what's true? What's not true? So Stan Lee is the reason why we use the term clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stan Lee's name? (laughs) What did Stanley say? Yeah, yeah. Stanley's a lot of bold. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Um, 
and then the, the final piece of Marvel news, uh, we have to at least give some recognition. Um, Len Wing passed away uh, over the week. Um, co-creator of Wolverine, uh, as well as Swamp Thing. Um, steadily working in comics for ever. Um, so, you know, very sad to hear him go. Uh, big, big contributor to many of the new X-Men as we see them. Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm. I mean, this dude, the big X-Men that we know are because of Len Wein. So, very sad to hear. You can't just shake your head because this is radio, Chris. you got to respond. I <laughs> audio <laughs> I understand that. I have nothing to say, though. You said it all. Well, just say, like, rest in Eloquent- peace. Eloquently, my friend. That was eloquently said. All right. It's a good all tribute. Right, um, DC News. Uh, Patty Jenkins officially signs on to Wonder Woman 2. We all knew this was going to happen, but now she signed on the dotted line. I'm ready. Yes. Yeah, me too. The um, DC future could just be all Wonder Woman movies, and I'd be happy. So, at this point, <laughs> uh, Wonder what's Woman this? and the Flash, Wonder Woman and the Cyborg. You know, <laughs> uh, in Woman the comics. And <laughs> in the comics, there's been a uh, with the Rebirth initiative for the last year now, over a year. There's been a a mystery character called Mr. Oz. And Mr. Oz has been uh, plaguing Superman within the pages of his comic. Uh, he was responsible for the disappearance of Tim Drake in Detective Comics. So there's been like this big question of who is Mr. Oz? Uh, there's been a lot of different speculation on uh, with the Watchmen being involved. Is he Ozymandias? Uh, is he Superboy Prime? Well, yesterday revealed in the pages of uh, Superman comics, we find out that Mr. Oz is actually Jor-El. Uh, strangely enough. Not really sure how this is going to play out, uh, or what the reasoning behind it is, but uh, that's that's the big reveal from DC this week. Outside of what you should be reading, like Dark Metal. and uh, yeah. yeah. Dark Metal that, number that, two came out, and that's yeah. pretty much all that matters. <laughs> I mean, sort of Ninja Zero. Zero, so, but I'm saying, like, as far as <laughs> DC goes, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, I, you know what? That's cool. I was, I was, I guess, I was hoping it was going to be more Watchmen related. Ozymandias, maybe a lot of, a lot of the science pointed to him. Maybe Are it was they too say, easy. Like Ozymandias is Jor-El. That would be weird too. Um, but we'll see what happens. Hmm. All right, you keep me posted. You keep uh, our, you keep the tall lights posted. I will. You get a hammers of justice over it eventually. That's right. Moving on to the CW. You tell me this one because I did not read this. I read the last. Uh, it was it was just kind of a comment. Uh, with all this, the Batman movie being in flux. You know, um, Matt Reeves taking over. Uh, script being thrown out, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, you know, is Ben Affleck going to be Batman? You know, who knows? We don't have the answers to these questions on DFAT. Uh, but we do know that 
there was a reason why Deathstroke disappeared from the Arrow TV show or the Arrowverse in general. Uh, they were going to use it. You're going to use the character in, you know, as as one of the main villains, specifically for the Batman. Uh, and I'm going to, what's his name? Joe Maggia, Maggiano. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Mangiano. Uh, was Mangiano. I don't know. Yep. Um, Magpie. Uh, he was lined up to play Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke. Uh, but now that that, I guess, has fallen through, uh, we were treated to yeah. the reappearance of Slade Wilson at the end of Arrow Season 5 uh, and the return of Deathstroke. So that was awesome. And now we know that uh, Manu Bennett is going to be reprising his role in a larger uh, you know, larger presence this season, uh, including his son being a part of the show now. So uh, Mark Guggenheim yeah. just you know, he made a comment saying, you know, we couldn't use the character because of this, and now we can. So I'm glad you can because your version of Deathstroke is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. He's getting added as series regular. So, mm-hmm. um, And then also coming back to Arrow is Colton Hayes, a.k.a. Uh, what's his name? Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I do too. I like uh, I like Roy Harper as a character, yeah. and I think they do a good job with him in the con- in the in the show as well. So, well, he left because of X Files, and Wolf. yeah, but I think he was on X Files, and then now X Files like didn't go anywhere. Um, or I think it is no, but it's supposed to be like. X, he, he left for X-Files? I thought that was... Um, no, you're right. Never mind. That was, was Firestorm. Firestorm, right. Yeah. Okay. No, Colton Haynes like, left gonna the show. He's going to be on Just Classic, though, or uh, American Horror Story, whatever you Cult? call it. Cult? yeah. Oh. I got I to gotta catch up on that show. So. I've heard, again, it's mixed things as usual. It's always yeah, mixed. It always. Never, I mean, it's never consistent. Cute. It's what you take home from it, Casey, when you watch it. You know. <laughs> that's, that's it. Okay. Well, look, for now, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll get into Star Wars. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. 
We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. <laughs> We're back from those commercial breaks. Yeah. Uh, Hilarious. Uh, right. Okay. Let's get into Star Wars. The Star Wars. Big ass piece of news dropped. <laughs> I think the last okay, so the last episode we talked about Colin Trevorrow getting kicked out, right? Oh. Maybe? No, no, you uh, the last Cowlight Talk episode you did was the return of those geeks you know. Um, um so you and I haven't done a show in I I, I can't, I vaguely remember if we even talked about that. I mean, I feel like if we did, I probably would have just, like, expressed my hatred for Jurassic World yeah, and um, how I don't like him in the first place. And when he was announced for this project, I didn't, couldn't give two shits besides the fact that I don't like him as a director. Um, so well, Did you watch Safety Not Guaranteed? I mean, it only has three movies. Right, exactly. So, fuck you. You think you could direct a Star Wars film and you think you're like big shit. Like nobody cares. Because now Kathleen Kennedy kicked you out of the Star Wars world. So I mean that that puts you in the same boat as like Josh Trank and 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 the other two guys who actually make good movies. Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They make their own type of good movies. So Yeah. Uh I mean I like their stuff. Yeah. For sure. So, Some people are meant for certain things and not other, like, bigger things like Star Wars. <laughs> so Colin Trevorrow, we all know, okay, so great news, he got nixed. You know, it's come out, kind of what Chris just said, like, he had a big head about him. He was like, I'm doing Star Wars, I'm better than everybody. And then, <laughs> we talked about this on Gourmet Scum Radio, um, we recorded on Monday, so... If you listen to that Gourmet Scum Radio, the news hadn't even come out yet because we were talking about who's going to be the next director. But we talked about how Colin Trevorrow had a big head about him. And then he was putting out these scripts, turning in these scripts to Kathleen Kennedy and company. And they were just getting sent back like, no, it's not gelling with what we need. I kind of give him a little slack because at the time of episode seven, eight, Going into nine, he got announced when episode seven came out. So he's been on board since then. The other thing about it is at that point, everybody was on the fact most likely that uh, Carrie Fisher would be around for this entire trilogy. When she passed away in December, who knows how fucking hard it was to rework that script to get to where it needs to be to make an ending that makes sense. When you knew all the time along what that story was going to be, and as soon as she she died, I don't know how anyone can handle it, with the exception of Ryan Johnson, and here we are, J.J. Abrams. Right, but if 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 you're as the killer, say the man, then how? And you're like this accomplished, like headstrong director, then. You want to do Star Wars and fucking do it, you know. This just—I think it just speaks uh, volumes to who he really is. I mean, it's like, yeah, 
when when they started announcing the slate and all these directors attached to it, that was like a it was like a, it was great. It was like all right, well we're we're getting all this talent and blah blah blah. But you know what? In the end, only certain people proved like their worth. I mean, look at I mean Ryan Johnson. I mean that's a huge accomplishment that the they were like oh even asking Ryan Johnson to before J.J. Abrams, you know, that, that like right. his vision is even more adherent to what they want. So, I mean, that makes me more excited for episode eight because what has Ryan Johnson really done and all the, all the praise he's received from the actors and, and people involved in the project. So. I mean, the thing about um, Colin Trevorrow doing Jurassic world is he directed that movie. It was Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver who have worked on all the Apes movies, which are arguably the best new trilogy of our time since Lord Absolutely. of the Rings. I mean, they're Absolutely. just fantastic. Um, so you you know you you're already coming from like a solid uh, writing background, and he's he's working off a script. I mean, I don't really like that movie either, but clearly the world does. We're in the minority, but coming in and trying to write and direct a movie of this magnitude. That's a, that's a completely different situation. Ryan Johnson has written and directed all of his movies. Same thing with JJ Abrams. Um, you know, Lawrence Kasdan obviously uh, was a writer for episode seven, but you know, like he was there at the, at the, at the forefront. Colin Trevorrow is just, you know, uh, at the time when Disney was making all these announcements, they wanted these hot directors. They wanted these people who, like, they are indie and they're going to do like Marvel did with um, James Gunn, even though he has a pretty big resume, but the Russo brothers. Like, I think they were like, okay, Marvel's doing it. They're doing a really good job. We can do this. And now they're finding out that Gareth Edwards and then Tony Gilroy, an accomplished person, has to come in. And then you got... um to, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and now you got Ron Howard, an accomplished director comes in. So I think they're seeing the the seams crack or open or whatever on their initial plans of let's get these hot people to direct it. But Star Wars is multi-billion dollar franchise. It is arguably, I don't even think you can argue, it's the biggest franchise of ever, ever, period. There is no other franchise that comes close to Star Wars. So you want the swan song for possibly the Skywalkers to end out nine movies on a on a mediocre note? Uh-uh. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is not going to let that fly. Not happening. No. And just to, just to kind of uh, go back on what you said, I mean, Star Wars is the franchise that created franchises. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Marketing and all that, the, the stuff that we are sucked in as little children into the cult of, uh, geek film. So, um, cult of Lucas. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, so anywho, so Trevor O's out. No, you know, I don't care. No love lost there. I don't, I don't care. Hey, at least they did it now. And now, I mean, they got. It's not like they were halfway almost done with the project, like with Han Solo. Yeah, but they were going to get ready to go into into production uh, in January. Yeah, no. So right after they're um, done shooting episode eight, everything was done, and 
move on. Well, episode eight's been shot. I mean, yeah. it's done. But no, they had I like think... the, they were supposed to have like this small break, right? <laughs> I mean, it's different. Like the actors have been done with episode eight since I don't know last year. I think last December they've been done. Right, it's and just they were supposed all... to have that break, and it was supposed to start earlier this year. I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah. So now you, we got... Uh, so like Back to the Future 2 and Back to the Future 3. Yeah, they're not shooting back-to-back like that. Or Lord of the Rings shooting three movies at one time. But Magic. Make it happen. So, yeah. JJ got announced. And, and what are your thoughts on this? I don't... I You know what? I, I don't really understand the anti-JJ camp uh, at all. I understand that a lot of people look at the force awakens and they think it's a new, new hope rehash. And, you know, I can sit here and and say the same thing if I wanted to. Uh, But, you know, as, as we've discussed and as brought up, it's, it's, it's the Lucas storytelling way. It's, it's what star Wars was really based around and everything that people didn't like about the prequels. Um, they said they wanted more of a Star Wars feel, whatever you know they felt the original trilogy delivered to them as children and growing up. And now, when you go ahead and do that in this new this new trilogy, you know we get the you get the flack from the other side. So J.J. Uh, Abrams is an accomplished director and a writer. He is the closest thing to Spielberg and Lucas that we have these days, I think. And it's he's a great like combination of the two and i think that he's the right person to round out this trilogy um okay that's 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 how i feel i mean i would it have been nice to have another person tell the end of this story i don't know you know what um i kind of felt it was kind of strange in the first place that they had three different people lined up to tell this story. And um, I think that giving JJ the opportunity, he's going to write this one too. Unlike he did with the, like he co-wrote the force awakens. Right. Right. I think obviously, you know, there's the storyteller group that Lucasfilm has. So Mm -hmm. something that happens in rebels will affect something that happens in episode four, technically, or vice, you know, you know, all those lines that go through it. Ryan Johnson uh, helped oversee Bloodline, uh, the, the Leia book, and I think he helped oversee another book. I can't remember what, but I have a feeling it will be Colin Trevorrow worked on something. You know what I mean? And JJ and probably Ryan Johnson, probably Filoni, and maybe they'll even get cast in as well to really just beat into that script and and make it what it needs to be. Don't forget um, Pablo Hidalgo. Pablo Hidalgo, yeah, he's there too. But you know, Filoni to me is like the background. <laughs> Filoni is also another George Lucas. You know what I mean? Like that dude knows everything about Star Wars and. Whether you like Rebels and Clone Wars or whatever, that guy has expanded the mythology in a way that we didn't get from the movies and made 
the movies, those prequels, at least, you know, episode three, that much better because of what he did in the Clone Wars. And that's a that's a pretty big task. You know what I mean? Like I straight up hated Anakin. And watching the Clone Wars, you go, okay, I I can tolerate what he does and I can understand some of his decisions. And, and all of them, Mace, Windu, the Emperor, like all of them get a little bit of a slack and as far as I'm concerned because of the Clone Wars cartoons. So, you know, I, if yeah. it were me, I, I, I mean, would bring Filoni's input in it. Uh, you know what? I mean, what you just said right there, I mean, I think it's one of the biggest issues is with the prequels. Yeah, they're not great movies, but um, the Clone Wars fleshes these characters out that we didn't know for for years and years and years that we loved since we were five, you know, it's like, um, so I think that as a creative entity, yeah, hopefully they all, can all kind of work together and say, yeah, if episode nine was as far as we went with the saga, then how do we really finish it off? Right. So, I mean, that's a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. So, I think for me, uh, hearing J, like I thought it was either going to be JJ or Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson's probably happy to be done because he's been in it and he probably needs that break. Because if he was going to start again in January after coming off of the press junket, you know, Christmas, like all that stuff, I'm sure he's exhausted and wiped out and just happy to be done with it and get it released. JJ's been off of it for a while. I'm sure he shows up on set and, and talks to these guys and mentors Ryan, you know, and Ryan was also on the set of Force Awakens. Obviously, they picked right up um, where the ending of the movie left off. So JJ, to me, makes sense. Um, I am beyond annoyed about these people bitching about JJ Abrams getting put on because, oh, you know, Star, you know, Force Awakens is a rehash of episode four. And then just from the trailers, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back for episode eight. And oh, Return of the Jedi, what is he going to use? Porgs as Ewoks? JJ's back. He's just going to do a rehash. Like, if episode eight is a rehash of Empire Strikes Back, fine. I'll shut up. I guess you guys are right. But if not, if it's a completely different movie, which I really, really feel it's going to be, and JJ, even if it wasn't, like, he is the guy to do it. And more than anything else, he is the reason we can even sit here bitching about Star Wars and have these podcasts because he is the dude. We wouldn't have a Kylo Ren. And everyone loves Kylo Ren. <laughs> wouldn't have Ray. Everyone loves Ray. Everyone loves BBA. You wouldn't even have the chance to buy all the – like, I was yelling on Twitter at one of my friends who was like, oh, well, he's the safe choice. You know what? Even if he is the safe choice, you want to go and bring fucking Michael Bay in here and go off of a off of – like, or sorry, you want to bring Scorsese in? Like, what is he going to be able to do to enhance the movie when he's walking into something he has no idea? The right. only other person that I think would be a safe choice would be fucking Spielberg. He's the only other person where people would go, okay, <laughs> and shut up. But for me, JJ, is it, it's just a no-brainer to me that you would bring him in, and I'm glad that they would do because he brought us back Star Wars. That's it. I don't care if it's a rehash. I don't care if it's safe. I don't care if, if fucking beat for beat 
uh, Jedi uses porgs and like they're the new Ewoks and you go to this fucking forest. Pl- I don't care. As long as those characters are there and they're all having a good time and I enjoy myself in the theater, I'm sorry. It's good. It's better than the fucking prequels. I agree. Yeah. As I nod my head. No, I mean, come on. I, we're going to love it regardless. <laughs> and we are. As, as we said, like Kathleen Kennedy, uh, we can't doubt anything she's done so far. Nope. Uh, she nope. has everything. You know, Star Wars everything at heart about that, you know, the best interests at heart. Um, and I think that this, this JJ Ryan Johnson sandwich will be a good thing. Yeah. Like you said, let's just cap it off with somebody strong. Who's going to, you know, probably have a lot more insight into what can we really do to finish this off without a, like we said, Carrie Fisher and the expectations that this will wrap up and make us feel even better than what, you know, happens at the end of Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, they have a lot of work to do and none of us have seen episode eight, like you said, and that's, that could change our perspective on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from what we've seen, which is so very little, like we will probably be getting a new trailer next month, but we've seen nothing really from this new movie. We've got no context at all. And but from what we've seen in the Empire articles and the Entertainment Weekly articles, like it seems like it's going to be a really good movie. Um, and again, I you know I just I have no doubt in Ryan Johnson, and maybe that's me being naive, but I think he's going to destroy this movie. And I think he's such a huge Star Wars geek that he's going to get it. Like he's gonna he's gonna kill it. So, yeah, I, I'm just happy that we're actually even talking about Star Wars because you, if we were trying to do this podcast 10 years ago, it would have sucked. Like, <laughs> hey, hey what, what expanded universe novel have you read lately? Yeah, you know, like we Oops. get these Legends care, you know, books and comics and toys and video games and geez, it's just, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And I think that, People just need to watch these things before bitching because I don't know what you want out of your Star Wars movie that J.J. did a bad job with Force Awakens because you can't do it. So you know what? Just enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. Nobody's given a fucking 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just enjoy the fact that Star Wars is back. Who cares? Who cares how much of a beat? Uh, it, it just bothers me. Listen, we haven't even seen Mark Hamill in action yet. Wait till that happens, and yeah. all these fanboys cream their shorts. So yeah, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna it hasn't, it. It. it hasn't even started yet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I don't want to yell anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of Star Wars universe, I've been reading the new. Phasma novel and uh, about a third of the way through it and you know what I like it Uh, it's a great book so far and I think that anybody who really wants to you know get kind of a backstory on Captain Phasma though she didn't really have a big role in the first movie they promised uh, that Gwendolyn Christie will you know have a role in 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 this trilogy and 
the way they're kind of approaching it with uh, her backstory and the new comic that bridges uh, the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi, uh, it looks like it looks like we'll uh, probably get some kind of justice for uh, our shiny silver stormtrooper. So uh, the Good. book's by Delia S. Dawson, uh, and you can pick it up wherever books are sold. I heard that Rebel Rising is very good. The um, Leia, the Leia book. Nope, the Jin and Saw book. Oh. Um, so it's a young adult book. They didn't really. It's it kind of flew under the radar with Force Friday because the Leia book came out and the Phasma book came out on Force Friday, but like, I think Rebel Rising came out like a week before or after. Like, it just. It was weird. I don't know why it didn't come out when all of them came out, but whatever. Regardless, I've heard reviews and read reviews that it's good. Like, if you like those characters and you want to know why Saw is so crazy, like how he got to that point, like we're seeing it. Not, we're actually not seeing it too bad in Rebels, but he's back you know, in the season. So, I mean, yeah, he's he a little bit older. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to hash it out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, learning learning more about like why the rebels uh, don't want to have anything to do with him because he's so insane um, and would Trist. rather kill. Yeah, so I guess it's violent, even though it's young adult too. Um, Lost Stars was that way. Um, still got to read that. The Guardians of the Wills book, the one with the. Uh... What should I call it? Those two guys. <laughs> I know Boz and uh, Cheer It. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, you know what? I just something I read on the line the other day kind of made me mad because it's like people are like, uh, "Who really cares about Rogue One?" And da da da. I mean, what? I don't know what people's problem with that movie is. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that's just the Star Wars fan of me. Uh, the cover for the mini anthology book canto canto bite which comes out this december the cover was finally revealed yesterday uh it's gonna be four different mini stories uh pertaining to this new planet that we're, we'll be visiting in the last jedi i think it has something to do with benicio del toro's character that dj that whole situation so we'll yeah. see uh, and also we have that uh, there's a Luke Skywalker book coming out. I think that's a young adult novel as well, but that one actually piqued my interest. Um, Is it between? He, it's like the it's like the Legend of Luke Skywalker. So it's kind of like a never mind. I know this one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not this sure the how they're going to treat it. People's perspectives about Luke. So it's not yes. from Luke's yes. perspective. It's other people telling yes. you stories, so they can be tall tales. The legend. Yes. Yeah, that um yeah, that should be an interesting read. Um you know, I just I hope that after this because we don't know what Filoni's working on after Rebels. Um so we don't know if there's any new uh you know, cartoons. We don't know if the live action's going to be there like Netflix and Marvel or, or sorry, Disney are parting ways so like all the all that stuff is coming off of Netflix. So, I, I mean, I think they're There's, gearing up for his channel. Right. I mean, you got, like, look what DC is doing with Titans and, and Young Justice Season 3. It's like, you want to watch these? Get our station. So what well, is Young Justice on Netflix or no? The first two seasons. Oh, and the, season's not going to Netflix? I 
it might, but I'm just going to the streaming service first. I know that because this okay. is like the two launch titles. Okay. So what what is what is Lucasfilm and what do they have up their sleeve to launch the you know? So that's that's what's kind of exciting. The thing about the perspective, like the prospects of what's coming uh, in order for this to be really elite, uh, and why would I subscribe? Well, why wouldn't I subscribe? <laughs> to it? But yeah, I um, mean, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I, you know, it's like we said, wait till episode eight is done. Uh, more stuff is going to get revealed and then we're going to get more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we have, like I said, it took 20 years to build the old cannon. They're just still in their infancy right now. And it's, we haven't even gotten any big reveals, which will never, they're not going to reveal not, you know, it's going to be in the movie when they reveal this kind of stuff. So so. whatever, Whatever, like the key, the key events, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll see them in a the movie. Yeah. The real, the really like deep shit. Uh, all this other stuff is just kind of like fluff, good fluff, but it's fluff to kind of just build the worlds around them. Uh, get us like so that Star Wars is an immersive experience, and it's always, at least for me. So I mean, it's like I've spent my life just like learning about everything that happens around it, and that just kind of enhances the whole experience and star wars yeah. fandom for me so they're I mean, doing like, a good job with these books and comics and everything yeah like for for me the most significant thing i think was reading catalyst i feel like it did a very good job of making me know those characters better in the movie so i i personally think if i watched rogue one without reading that book like Orson was a waste in that movie. Absolutely. So if people complained about it, like I could get it. And, but knowing about, um, and I can't think of his name, but Jin's dad, yeah, like, you. yeah, like all the work that he did, you know, screwing up the Death Star. Um, to me, like that was like paramount. And then they, they, they referenced it again in, um, in uh battlefront 2 uh inferno squad where oh how could this one engineer design this flaw that will take down the death star and you know what i mean so so for me catalyst was like the one that's had the most reverberations throughout the trilogy and throughout the the future of of that time period no, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And it's uh, you say and it's funny you say Battlefront Two as well because there you have another book about the setup this game that's coming out in November mm-hmm. that only adds backstory. So you're involved, you know, you're you're more involved with these characters that are. Yeah, how did are, they find uh, Luke? It's canon. That the game is canon, yeah, right? And that's that's the big that's kind of the crazy thing about it. Um, and like you said with Catalyst, Catalyst only it it developed this relationship between Krennic and, 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 and Galen Orsa. And it was like, you, you almost didn't feel that as much if you just watched the movie. I, you reading, didn't. You did. It was, it was yeah. just like, blah, 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 this, blah. And then it was like, Saw Gerrera, this, even Saw Gerrera, like, um, it just, it's interesting that, um, the patchwork that was, that was laid to make these, the experience that much better if you did read the book. So, yeah, yeah, they just, they did a good job. I mean, the other books, 
you know, I love Bloodline. Um, but we don't have a payout for that yet. Kind we of. don't have a payout yet. Yeah. I feel Johnson, like we will. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson involved with that book. That's just. Well, we don't know like what characters are going to show up because even if we see like Saul was in the clone wars and then we see him as a major character in, in a theatrical release. That's, that's huge. That's the biggest thing so far. Right. But, but that's um, only the beginning. And that's like one of the best, that's a good example. And a smaller yeah. example is, uh, you know, we brought this up before the, the character. No, the character, well, that, that's a, that's an, that's a funny one. The character from bloodlines, uh, the Alderanian, um, like Leia's, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, not her. The, like Leia's uh, bodyguard or assistant or whatever that that that, that she's in a comic oh. and then she shows up in Bloodlines. So I mean, there's there's all this stitch work. Happen. I forgot what her name is, but she yeah. she was like her pilot. She didn't really trust her yep. in the comic, and then they became they really yep. actually found out they were on the same you know had the same goals and and feelings about losing Alderaan, and you know so that was cool to develop that relationship in that comic. And then you have her popping up in bloodlines, which, which is, means she could show up in the movie. She could show up in episode eight. She could have been there. And we just don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's a, yeah, there are those little, those tendrils, you know, is wedge going to show up in episode eight? Yeah. Now they lost. Know I mean? like actually in, interested in saying, yeah, I was in star Wars. Yeah. Dennis Lawson. <laughs> so, you know, just, just things like that where they've been doing a really good job. So, and like you said, it's just really getting started. Um, but the Star Wars comic, the Vader comic, even though I like them, they don't add to me as much of an impact as to what's happening in the greater saga. You know, some things are doing it right. Some things are doing it not wrong, just not in the same level. Yeah. And, you know, those those ongoing comics, they kind of, have a different feel than say like the Phasma one that has a four episode mini run. That's just telling this one story, which is better to me is right. Exactly. Cool. All right. Where can you find us? Uh, we're on the internet at don't forget to tell.com. Uh, the only place to truly travel geekly, uh, on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have, a nice social media presence on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So check us out. Uh, don't forget to tell one on Facebook and DFA T O W E L D F A T O W E L on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And if you're a listener of all things uh, geekly and the podcast, um, we have over on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, you can leave us rate and review us. You know, or on Stitcher, if you're an Android user, find us there. Um, and yeah, we're always interactive. So if you have any questions or have any ideas for the show, we're happy to talk. Yeah. And if you have uh, any content you want to, you know, throw at us, you know, you, you're a writer, you don't want to sit, you know, speak your mind about a, you know, rant or whatever and do a review, you know, hit us up, email us, and we'd love to, uh, you know, Add you to our talent pool. Join the yeah. lights. Yeah, we actually got two more. So Last Ursa is back and Infinity Lantern is back, um, which is really exciting. So, you know, we're on our year six, and I know we keep promising. <laughs> I know so confident. 
No, I just couldn't think of like what year. So we're at year six, and um, you know, we are going. We're, we're we are working on the back end to get this new website. You know, we want to make sure we're almost there. Good. We're almost there. Just some things to work out, but um, you know, we're always accepting writer requests, and you know, we get a lot of things to review, and it's too much for us. So, you know, if you're a video gamer, we get tons of video games to review, tons Especially of movies games. to watch. <laughs> Well, we get a lot of movies. We get a lot of screeners yeah. to watch, actually. And um, we're always looking for more reviews. Um, there's a lot of interview opportunities as well with different artists, different creators uh, of movies and video games as well. So if it's something you're interested in you and you listen to this podcast and you want to know how you can get involved or you go to the website, don't forget to tell.com. You want to know how to get involved. Don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. You can reach Chris or I or both. Um, but this is Casey saying, don't shit on JJ. He brought Felicity to TV. <laughs> what? That's what? right. Yeah. I mean, he was Felicity, yeah, look, then Alias, the then Lost, then... Our, yes. Yeah. The root of all things. Bad <laughs> yeah, robot. Exactly. I mean, you don't like bad robot? There's something wrong with you. All right. Cloverfield? May the force be with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs>